Hey guys, it's Jason Webb. This is the show that highlights local business leaders and the movers and shakers of Minnesota. Welcome to Minnesota Made. What's up, Minnesota? It's Jason Webb, and we are doing a Zoom podcast today with Andy Nordine with Assurance Construction Solutions. Now, I didn't know if I should call him Andrew or Andy, and uh, he informed me that when he gets in trouble, we call him Andrew. Otherwise, it's okay to call him Andy. And uh, welcome to Minnesota Made there, Andy. Oh, thank you, Jason. I appreciate it very much. Yeah. All right. So, uh, you know, we talked just for a little bit before hitting the record button here. And, uh, you know, the, the name of the podcast is Minnesota Made. And, uh, however, you mentioned you were born in North Dakota, but uh, you grew up in Minnesota, that your dad was in the Air Force. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. Yep. I'm an Air Force baby, if you will. So did you do a lot of moving around as, a, you know, they call, I think, a military brat? Uh, did you do a lot of moving around, a lot of new schools or not really? Actually, no. Shortly after I was uh, born, I think we moved to Kenosha, Wisconsin for a short bit. And then uh, we were back here in Minnesota because both my parents uh, were born and raised in small town Bram, Minnesota. Oh, OK. You have siblings? Yep. I have an older sister and a younger brother. OK. All right. Cool. And your in your uh, dad in the Air Force, did he retire then out of the Air Force? Did he put in his twenty years? No, he actually got out shortly after I was born, so he was in there for two or three years, I think, and uh, okay. uh, might have been to medical reasons. I'm not sure, but yeah, to move back home and start working. And I did six years in the Army National Guard and uh, in the Reserve. And I was glad to be done, man. It was a good experience, but when my six years was up, I was I was more than ready to be done with that whole situation. <laughs> but is your dad still alive by chance? He is. Yeah, he lives just a few short miles from me, actually. Oh, nice. Well, uh, thank him for his service for me. I will, for sure. So, you know, I just want to touch on it real quick and then maybe come back to it later. But Assurance Construction Solutions... I was looking at your website and it looks like it's a like exterior contracting type business. So roofs, windows, doors, fascia, siding, soffits, gutters, that type of thing. Is that right? Yep, that's correct. Yep. So I don't know if it's just by coincidence, but uh, as of recent, I've come across quite a few exterior contractors, which gives me the impression uh, that there's, I don't know, is there a, a lot of them in Minnesota overall? Or what's your thought on that? Is there a, uh, a lot of competition out there or is it just my dumb luck that I'm coming across uh, quite a few of them lately? No, it's, uh, I think uh, we were, the last I heard, there was 4,000 exterior remodeling companies in Minnesota with, uh, and then there's, I think there's an additional 15,000 general contractors in Minnesota. So uh, it's a, Fairly highly competitive market, if you will. Do you know how that compares to other states? I mean, those are some big numbers, but I mean, I don't have any perspective on that. Do you know by chance? I don't know by chance, but uh, so Minnesota, Colorado, Oklahoma, Texas, uh, kind of areas, the, the Midwest where uh, and South, I guess, where they get a lot of storms, hailstorms, things like that. Yeah. So you see a higher number probably in those majority of states than uh, more so probably in other states. So I would be willing to bet. 
Yeah, yeah, hailstorms, and uh, that makes me think of the word uh, storm chasers. And uh, I have an insurance agency on the side here, and so when we get hit by hail, our clients will call us, file a claim uh, for their homeowner on their homeowner's insurance, and uh, there's conversations that come up regarding that term storm chasers. And it's typically, I guess, in a negative context in the sense a contractor or a salesperson that works for the contractor will knock on the door with his ladder in the truck wanting to get on the roof and take a look to see what kind of damage there may be. And I don't know, what's your honest opinion when you hear that word storm chaser? And have you heard any horror stories regarding you know, a homeowner using one of these companies, maybe from out of state, getting some repair work done. And then it's not done right. The contractor gets paid and uh, they're no longer can be contacted or they don't come back to fix the issue. What's your overall impression on that topic in general? I don't feel like there's so much storm chasers anymore. I mean, yeah, we'll get, uh, for instance, there was a storm in March in Invergrove Heights where I live and there were storm chasers from Oklahoma and Omaha, Nebraska, and Texas that came up because they saw these maps. So, yeah, we get the out-of-staters, but at the same time, we have so many contractors here. I don't think that they tend to come up here as much anymore. Mm. Um, a re- lot of reasons why they came up here in the past is because of our ice and water shield code, which there in turn would make the jobs more profitable. So that's why they started coming here to begin with. But a lot of them have, from the way I understand it, have just plan out moved here and started up here because why keep leaving and coming back, leaving and coming back when you could just stay and, uh, and not have to do the, the travel part of it. But as far as bad experiences, you know, I've heard horror stories. In fact, the storm that just hit down Southern Minnesota, Cannon Falls, Northfield area, there were storm chasers out the next morning at 7 a.m. knocking on doors. My opinion on that is I like to give people a chance to breathe and let them absorb what happened. First and foremost, call their agent like yourself, and then maybe the agent can refer a reputable or somebody that's been they've used in the past to come out and do the inspection process that's going to give an honest assessment first. Um, I have several agents that I do that for. They have their customers say, you know what, I might have storm damage. Well, then I go look at it, and I'll give them the honest assessment because I'm not about to waste my time, your time, the homeowner's time, by putting in a claim, if there's not enough damage, it just doesn't make any sense to me. So that's kind of how we approach it. But I have heard some horror stories, uh, the so-called taillight warranty, if you will. As soon as the work is done and they get their money, they're, they're gone. And I, I've been on the other end of you know fixing some of those things in the past. Yeah, well, that's great advice. We also give that advice to our clients to get their favorite contractor on the roof first before filing the claim because... Anytime they call their insurance company to file a claim, the insurance company is starting to accrue some type of expense, a bill. So imagine I'm calling Traveler's Insurance to file a claim because I think I might have hail damage. Well, now Traveler's has to pay somebody to sit behind that computer, type in the keys and file the claim. Then Traveler's has to pay an adjuster to drive out to my house pull out his ladder, crawl around, take some pictures, do the inspection, get off the roof, drive back to the office, type up a report. And even if that report says no damage, now they got to close the claim. 
travelers, let's say they just now just accrued, you know, a couple hundred bucks to find out there was no damage. So uh, anytime you file a claim, man, I tell my clients that your insurance is going to go up. It's going to go up something, right? Even if they decline it, it's probably going to go up something for them to just to drive out there and determine there's no damage. So yeah, I mean, I totally agree with you. Get your contractor on the roof and uh, have them take a look at it first. Now, you mentioned the ice and water shield. I, I wasn't aware of this. So did you say there's there's a code regarding ice and water shield that made it more profitable on the insurance claims? And that's what attracted some of these storm chasers from out of state? Yes, to a certain extent. Yeah. So ice and water shield is a code in Minnesota that helps prevent ice dams from leaking into your house. It doesn't help prevent ice dams, but it helps them from penetrating the roof and getting into the walls of your house. Yeah. The code is that it has to be two feet in past the heat wall on a horizontal plane up onto your roof. So in most cases it's six feet up. Well, ice and water shield is a more expensive, higher ticket item than your, let's just say your underlayment or your felt paper. Yeah. And with that being said, obviously your job costs or your the cost of the job is going to be higher. Okay. There, I mean, there's a little bit more profit in there to install the ice and water shield and the cost of the, the product itself. Mm. All right. So exterior contractor. So how did that all happen? I mean, you're a good looking guy. You kind of probably chose to become a, an attorney or a Chippendale dancer or something, right? But you chose. Yep, yep. 100%. Yep. That's, that's where I should have went, right? <laughs> You chose, uh, you chose exterior contractor. And uh, so what was that path like? You know, you went to high school and uh, and then what? Actually, I just kind of, I really kind of fell into it right out of high school. I went to college, of course, like uh, most of us have done or a lot of us have done. And I was on a football scholarship. I got hurt, uh, hurt my neck. So I came home shortly after my freshman year and just went back to work in the real, the workforce. Uh, doing a lot of odd jobs, concrete work, you name it, anything I could find a way to make a buck or two. Well, when I was, uh, let's see, 25, 26 years old, something like that, I answered an ad. I was actually working at Home Depot in Plymouth. Um, I answered an ad that says, can you go two weeks without a paycheck, blah, blah, blah. And I can't remember the exact wording on it, but I and I went down to the interview and the guy says, well, you fit the bill. Um, you got the look that we're looking for. And basically he asked me if I could go two weeks without getting a paycheck. And I'm like, well, I'm going to sure try. And uh, he basically put me through some quick training, uh, brought me up on three roofs, taught me how to measure the roofs, diagram them on a sheet of paper from an overhead view and measure them and patted me on the back and said, good luck. Now this guy that hired me actually has one of the most premier uh, coaching businesses in the United States by Coaching Contractors Win called Contractor Coach Pro. And I watch his content quite a bit. So he, he's done well for himself, but he's the one that trained me in, I think, 21 years ago now, I think it's been. So uh, it was more or less by chance. And, you know, you kinda, I kind of learned as I went and uh, worked for another outfit for about 13 years where I had to do everything from the signing of the contract to the initial estimate to the signing, to collecting the check, to the production, to the permits, to everything. So after 13 years of that, I thought, well, you know what, gosh, I probably can do this myself. So that's when me and my business partner broke off from that company and said, well, let's give it a shot. 
Okay. Well, I, I don't know. sounds like you had a good coach. Like, you know, if he coached you and then went on to create his own coaching program, I, I don't know. What, what was that, that experience like? He was very good. Yeah. And uh, I went to one of his seminars uh, back, I think it was December of 2018 or 2019. I can't remember. But as I was listening there and he referred a lot of his stuff, he would refer back to when he was a general contractor, when he started his company CRSI back in 2000 or whatever it was. And it was a lot of refresher and, you know, and a lot of stuff still resonates and still uh, I use to this day in my everyday life, which is uh, second nature, just talking about the industry now. Yeah, cool. Uh, what college did you go to where you were playing football before when you hurt your neck? I went to Northern State in Aberdeen, South Dakota. Okay. All right. Middle of nowhere. Yeah. What position did you play? I was there as a free safety. Oh, really? You look like a bigger guy on camera. I was going to guess like a linebacker or something. Well, yeah, that was uh, probably 50 pounds ago, though, too. So <laughs> uh, I was still pretty big. I mean, I was six foot. 190 pounds probably as a freshman in college. So at that age, that's a pretty good sized kid for a free safety. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And what what kind of injury did you have to your neck? I used to be a chiropractor, so uh, I'm kind of interested in those types of things. Well, they said I had severe trauma. So as you can see, I can't really turn my head all the way. So I got a short little drill. I just took two steps off the line. The coach passed you the ball, and the free safety would come up and tackle you. Well, as a freshman, the seniors like to, you know, initiate the younger guys a little bit. So this guy, the senior, um, took a little luxury of hitting me a little bit early and put his helmet right on my chin. Oh. And uh, two weeks later, I woke up and I couldn't turn my head. Jeez, two weeks. It was almost later. like a car accident. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, it's almost yeah, like a car accident almost, I guess, if you will. Yeah. So you mentioned you have a uh, a partner. Now, I've heard some horror stories, man, with partners and partnerships. And uh, can you talk to me a little bit about your partnership and what you like or maybe, I don't know if you want to talk about what you don't like having a partner, but why does it work? And here's the scenario I commonly hear. Uh, two partners, one's busting his ass, working 60 hours a week. The other one's, you know, going golfing and strolling to the office whenever. And they're supposed to split the profits. And uh, somebody isn't kind of uh, pulling their weight. And the partnership ends up blowing up and and uh, it's an ugly divorce. So can you talk a little bit about your partnership? Sure. Uh well, Ryan and I have a good balance. Ryan does the production side of it. I handle the sales side of it. Ryan comes from, uh, Ryan Martin is his name. Um, he comes from a, a construction management background. So he's very good at the production, very detail oriented, and he's very good at what he does. But when we were at the last company that uh, we were working together for about, I don't know, 12, 13 years, initially when we both left, we were both going to go do our own thing. And after we decided to leave, I finally just said, why don't we just do this together? I don't know how one owner can handle the day-to-day -day responsibilities owning a contractor business. There's so much detail that goes into it from the, you know, obviously the accounting side, the production side, the sales side, there's a lot of working parts obviously in it. But Ryan and I have a good balance that way because 
with 20 years in the industry, a lot of my stuff is referral work. Mm. So it, it just comes in. We have a few other sales guys that come in, but he handles that side of it and some of the financial side of it. And then I handle the job side of it, going to get the jobs and managing the salespeople. So um, it works good, but he's going to get a good kick out of the golf comment. I'm sure if he was on here right now, he would, he would have been laughing pretty hard. Cause that's a, that's a, that's a, I'm an avid golfer. Let's just put it that way. Just <laughs> on my time, not, not work time. Oh, oh, gotcha. All right. So you're that guy. Got it. Yeah, I'm that guy. Yep. <laughs> so regarding the business itself, can you talk a little bit about what it is that you do exactly? What kind of work you do? Um, if there's any of your favorite areas or your sweet spots, it can be either the type of work or the location of the work. Yeah, more about the business, I guess. Well, like you said, we're roofing, siding, windows, softened fascia gutters, uh, exterior modeling is what we do. I would like to think that my specialty or my forte is in the roofing side of it. That's the part that I feel like I'm the most confident in talking about and comfortable talking about, um, even though I've done hundreds and hundreds of siding jobs as well. I've probably done, I don't know, 1,200 roofs probably over 20 years or, or better. Wow. So when you do your own production and when you did what I did for 13 years when you're handling the job from start to finish, you're at a lot of jobs, so you get to see a lot of different scenarios when a roof comes off and gets put back on. Um, and that's hence the reason Assurance Construction Solutions is you learn how to solve problems that way. So a lot of times you get called out to a house and they have a leak. Well, that's the fun part for me. So mm. um, it's finding the solution to those problems. But I would say the roofing part is probably, you know, more so my forte than you know, most of the other ones, but I like doing them all, of course. Okay. So you've been doing it a while. Uh, have you seen any changes in the industry or are you starting to see changes coming down the pipe as either in either roofing materials or solar panels or these shed homes or metal roofing? I mean, I, what are some of the changes you've already seen or and what, maybe what are some of the changes you anticipate seeing more of? Well, I guess some of the bigger changes that I've seen mainly are how you get to that point is your apps to help you measure your roofs, things like that, the CRMs to help you keep your jobs in line. But as far as the shingle itself, yes, there's some solar stuff that's coming up. The manufacturer that we are a certified contractor for, which is GAF, they have a solar shingle that they're working on getting here. But part of the problem in Minnesota is that with these solar shingles is they're not conducive to the environment here. Yet they're working on fine-tuning that. I believe our GAF rep told us that they were finally doing uh, the first GAF solar roof. I mean, everybody's heard of Tesla's solar shingle that they got on. But that's almost impossible to get into his. You can't get into Tesla's program. Oh. I mean, it's almost impossible to get in that to, do, to learn it. But GAF is trying to fine-tune the process here to uh, to get the solar shingles here which I think is a very, very cool process. It's going to be, it's very futuristic, obviously, but it's going to take a minute before it gets here. But then of course, you know, there's some metal roofing that looks like shingles. That's it's metal with a granulated substance on it. Um, and of course you got your typical standing seam or pole barn roofing um, that you see more and more, but I still, I'm a good old fashioned uh, asphalt shingle guy. That's kind of my favorite. And I think it'll be here for a while, but, 
I think that they need to find a way to better recycle oh. these asphalt shingles, sure. whether it be using them in roadways or I just, I feel like that part of the industry could use uh, some work. Yeah, that's a good point. I, you know, I recently had my roof replaced and I don't know how big of a dumpster we had out here, but man, it, it was a lot of roofing in a dumpster on just my roof. Take that times your 1200 roofs that you did. And yeah, if you could, if you could recycle that somehow, I think that's a great idea. I'm sure there's technology out there. I just, I know there was a company here for a while that was recycling where they would sort, they'd dump it in a big warehouse and they would sort it all out, take the cardboard, the paper, all the nails out, and then they would recycle it. But I honestly, I think they quit doing it. I haven't heard because they quit basically working for us because they wouldn't go out into our territory. So yeah, that was a, that was quite a few years ago now. But yeah, I'm sure there's technology out there. It's just, I think it needs to take on a bigger meaning uh, moving forward. Now, I've heard of the uh, Elon Musk Tesla solar roof. I don't know much about it, but I'm sure there's some listeners that I've never heard about this. The way I understand it is, it, you know, from the road, it looks like, a regular roof. It's not the, these big solar panels that you see sometimes, these old school solar panels bolted to your roof. It's the, the roofing material. The, the, there's no shingles on your roof. These solar shingles are the shingles and they look like shingles, and but they also serve the purpose of a solar panel to convert that sunlight into electricity and charge your, your electric car in the garage, <laughs> basically, right? I mean, does that sound about right? That sounds about right. And the way I understand it, I would say that uh, if you took a lady's shoebox, I would think that from the way I understand it, they're about that size, individual panels. Okay. Um, which will kind of take on the look of, you know, more of a shingle look than, like you said before, your your big panels, if you will. Yeah. Now, GAF is trying to come up with a product like that, or have they released anything in other states yet? Yeah, they're using it in some other states already. Um, it's just available here. So I haven't really uh, looked into it all that much uh, just because it's not here. You know, and, and when it is here, you know, us certified and master elite contractors that are here in Minnesota, you know, we usually get first dibs on training and whatnot for uh, stuff like that. Or they give us a, a bulletin that lets us know that it's coming and if we want to train for it and whatnot. Gotcha. How long have you been in business now? Uh, Assurance has been in business since 2019 was our first year. So this is our third season. Oh, okay. Um, like I said, Ryan and I were at another company for 13, 14 years before yeah. this. Lots of experience for sure between the two of you. What's the future look like for Assurance? Um, you going to stick with the exterior stuff or you expand your territory or just keep doing what you're doing and any plans for anything different? Well, we want to scale a little bit and, and get a little bit bigger. We don't want to be, obviously, we're not shooting to be the biggest exterior remodeling company in, the, in, in Minnesota by any means. But, you know, we'd like to, to grow a little bit and, and get a few more, uh, train a few more sales reps to come out and help us promote our company. I mean, Ryan's got three boys, our two boys at home, and um, my daughter just graduated. So, you know, we're kind of we don't want to get huge and we've got some other adventures that we want to go on and uh, supplement our income with, with some business ventures, I guess, if you will. And uh, just kind of keep what we're doing, what we're doing and still enjoy it. So it doesn't consume our life. Yeah. So we kind of like where we're at, just maybe a little bit bigger. Gotcha. Gotcha. So besides golf, Andy, what do you, what do you do in your free time? 
golf. <laughs> no, no. Uh, we, my girlfriend uh, Jenny, has a. Uh, her parents live up on a lake uh, up in Crosby Deerwood area, so we go up there quite a few times in the summer, and then. You know, we like to do a, a vacation every other year yeah. in the winter time to get a, take a little break. But yeah. um, other than that, we're we live simply. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, me too. I like the simple life. Okay, so if somebody thinks they might have damage to their roof or they hate their maroon siding, what is the best way to get a hold of you, Andy? Well, they can call us directly at six five one. 302-1637 or they can find us on the web at www.assuranceconstructionsolutions.com and that's A-S-S-U-R-A-N-C-E constructionsolutions.com Awesome. Well, Andy, I appreciate your time and it sounds like you're off to the races into something uh, that's exciting for you and your partner. And man, I wish you all the luck. You seem like a nice guy. And I would trust you for sure to replace my roof. Well, I appreciate that. And thank you for having me on. I look forward to uh, seeing some of the other stuff that you do to help people around the, the great state of Minnesota. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Andy. That's it. Good day. That's it, guys. If you know of a Minnesota business leader or a mover and shaker that you feel would be a great guest, please have them go to minnesotamadepodcast.com and have them apply for the show. Thanks for listening, Minnesota.